0: Happy holidays, everyone, and welcome to the Christmas Movie Countdown here at Allentown Presents. I'm your host, Katie, and I am joined by Otis. Yellow. And Greg.
1: Bahumbug. humbug.
0: And we will be reviewing a new Christmas movie every night from December 1st to Christmas. So sit back and enjoy episode 18, It's a Very Merry Muppets Christmas Movie.
2: So I thought we watched just about every Muppet movie, but a few slipped through the cracks. Maybe one day we will watch the Wizard of Oz version. I watched that one live. (laughs) But there's a couple of other ones that got past us. And it makes sense why this one got past us, because it wasn't on Disney+. Plus. This one slipped through the cracks. This was a NBC joint. It was the last film that NBC did before Disney purchased the Muppets. And it was the first film to be made for television for the Muppets franchise. It's also the first one to be rated PG. I don't
1: know why. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do.
0: I guess
2: yeah, that's that club scene. For sure. I
0: guess.
1: That's an instant upgrade to PG. Yeah.
2: For sure. (laughs) (laughs) But it's really weird in Katie, it hit her that this movie actually is canon because the situation right after this movie it's the muppets well besides the wizard of oz why well, that's the fantasy world but yeah. yeah but this one it makes a lot of sense especially how this one ends and then how the muppets begin it's like oh okay that's why it was okay okay but it follows just about the same steps as a muppet movie they're poor they're trying to do a show honestly that's like 80 percent of their movies <laughs> it's them being poor Or they're Mm -hmm. in some other world doing something. Honestly, they're very poor people. And they're trying to entertain people around them. Yep. This one's really odd. Because instead of just going with an original idea or story. Or just taking a movie and just redoing it. They play the, let's do two-thirds of an original story. And then one-third retelling a Christmas story. This was really odd. I don't know what they were really going for with this movie. I, I feel like it's all right it's good to see the muppets there but this is a very uneven movie so katie what did you think about a very merry muppet christmas movie
0: so i have never seen this film before watching it for this review and i understand why <laughs> this movie is off the rails for a minute and it is not the let's say children appropriate Muppets that we know and love today across like what Disney has made the Muppets and I know you're gonna come for me and tell me that the Muppet show was not that either and I know the original Muppets were not made for kids it was adult humor and it's meant to be for adults but this is like the last little bits of that and it's wild to see from a modern modern modern-ish movie to see the Muppets acting wild like this. (laughs) So, yeah, it was interesting, but it was very similar to the 2011 movie, which I thought was really weird. Like, if you kind of disown this movie, why would you take the plot of this movie and then make it the plot of the 2011 movie? It was weird.
1: Redemption. <laughs> uh, they
0: it did redeem it though. It, yeah. The 2011 movie is fire. Greg.
1: Oh boy. So. To say this one slipped through the cracks is putting it kindly. It was, it was abandoned. <laughs> yep. And Disney had their reasons, which I completely understand, did not consider that, but you could also just say, it just wasn't that great of a film. And that's why they also could have decided to do that. At least that would have been, if I was a decision maker, that would have certainly been a reason why I would have done it. I felt like it was missing out on the trademark Muppet humor that you typically get from the films, at least on a consistent basis. It just, it fell flat as far as the humor you expect from them. In certain places, as you already mentioned, the plot was very much disjointed. We're going to take a hard swerve, about two-thirds into the film, and then all of a sudden it's a play on It's a Wonderful Life after a clearly established plot that we've gone through and you expect to be Wrapping up fairly soon. Oh no, we got 20 more minutes of just a complete swerve on you. (laughs) So the the whole thing felt disjointed. And I need your opinion on this. Because you guys have probably seen more Muppet movies than I have. Because I keep repeating Muppet Treasure Island over and over and over. (laughs) But I really felt like this particular Muppets films was working overtime to connect itself to the popular culture of that time, as opposed to just being its own self.
2: Oh, absolutely. That, yeah. that happens a lot with things where there's a couple of movies out there that what they say and how they act and things that pop on the screen, it's very dated. And this movie was pretty dated. Like if, if well, someone runs into a room and goes, you know, kids these days, like why the fuck did he say what's up like that? You know, it's, it, it, it felt pretty dated with what they did.
0: Well, I like counter with all Muppet movies prior to Disney's ownership of them did this. The Muppets were very much known for being like involved in the times that things are being filmed. You know, the Muppet show was revolutionary at the time because it brought on all these like major celebrities of the time to perform with these Muppets and then as the Muppet movies went on every time that they did a Muppet movie it was like engulfed in whatever was the phenomenon of that specific time period like the very first one they're going to Hollywood but they're doing all this like disco bullshit and like it's weird in the second one they go to Manhattan it's very specific to like 1985 Manhattan like They are really deeply rooted in the time periods that they were filmed in. And I think that Disney has done a really good job of avoiding that and making the newer movies, just the last two that they've done, not at all. Like you could watch the 2011 Muppets movie and it could be from any time. There's no, there's nothing that like really solidifies it to being a okay this was 2011 this signifies exactly 2011 like yes there are famous people in it specific of that time era but we're not dating it specifically to an event that took place in the early 2010s like some of the other movies did like this movie does uh like the dance club scene like it's very this is a specific thing that happens at this time, in the early 2000s or whatever. Uh, I think Disney has done a really good job of making the Muppets, the Muppet movies that they do, more timeless without a specific, like, yes, it takes place here. And the older movies just didn't give a fuck. They were like, nah, this is for sure 2002.
1: (laughs) Maybe I just feel like they either, they laid it on thick or maybe just kind of didn't execute it as seamlessly as they usually do in the past films where yes it might be of that time but it doesn't feel like they're slapping you across the face with it or maybe it's just maybe i just was not in the right mental space to, to deal with a whole cell phone beeper bit or a a rave muppets in a rave that probably that's that might be it as well
2: yeah that was weird
1: <laughs> i'm still a little disturbed from that.
2: yeah so i mean you, you understand how we feel about this but we, we really like Muppet. Movies, and we've seen the upper echelon of them, you know, Muppet Treasure Island and Muppet Christmas Carol. We've seen absolute bangers Katie's face when I said Muppet Treasure Island. Greg, do we have a problem with Muppet Treasure Island? I, th- I think we do. I have man. a
0: problem with Otis saying the upper tre- echelon of Muppet movies is Muppet Treasure Island.
1: Oh my god, I'm so hurt. <laughs> I'm so, so very disillusioned right now.
0: That's fine.
1: You ain't gotta say it's the best, but <laughs> up echelon, yes,
2: he ain't had to kill him. <laughs> but anyway, we'll we'll talk about this situation later. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, like Greg said, this film is a homage to "It's a Wonderful Life." One day we will actually review that movie. Uh, Maybe. No, nah, but. I'm- if just you just to keep
0: avoiding it forever because I've never seen it.
2: Yeah. If you haven't seen It's a Wonderful Life, the 1946 version, ha- have you seen uh, Click? Have you seen, oh man, there's like 5 billion different like versions of it that are more recent.
0: And I've avoided all of them.
2: Yeah. So any movie where someone's like, I don't want to be here. I want to die. And then like, okay, you're dead. <laughs> or not alive. And they show the world how it would be without them. Shit, Rugrats had an episode like that. If Tommy wasn't around, everything would just fall apart. Actually, or if it was Chucky. Tommy wouldn't be as brave because he didn't have someone to fight for. Had to win Chucky, yeah. Yeah. So it shows everybody, like, does homages to this, and the Muppet Christmas movie did it too. Just took an hour. Get through it. <laughs> so just like any to get it started. Muppets movie, you know, they, they always call it the one-line cameos. There are a few multiple-line cameos because this is a NBC concentrated film and we see a lot of people involved with it so we got Joan Cusack she's not really NBC Matthew Lillard William H. Macy Whoopi Goldberg and then David Arquette and he's a WCW champion
1: <laughs>
2: so tons of people and this is the first Muppets production without the involvement of Frank Oz so this is kind of the changing of the guard for a lot of voices and stuff like that That's why Scooter's voice sounded weird. It was, I want to say Henson's son. I think he did Scooter. Oh, Brian. Brian Henson. Yeah, if if I read correctly. But yeah, there's a lot of Muppets that were switched around. Janice apparently got a voice because that voice actor, he was kind of on his way out. So someone else picked up the slack with that voice. Not picked up the slack, but picked up Janice's voice. So you actually hear her talk a lot more than usual. It's like, yeah, you know, man. You know, she does that. And then that's kind of it. Sorry, man. (laughs) Yeah, all of Frank Oz's characters, so Fozzie, Miss Piggy, and Animal, Eric Jacobson was the new one. And I I'm fine with his Miss Piggy. It's fucking pretty good. I mean, Miss Old Miss Piggy, if you listen to it, it's fucking Yoda. So, you know, <laughs> I'm I'm fine with that. An animal, he yells a couple of words and it just breaks things. So I'm fine with whoever does the voice. So we'll get through this story. Yeah, it's quick, you know. Like I said, they're poor and they're trying not to be poor. And a bad person's trying to like make them be homeless, <laughs> honestly. So it, it's funny. It moves. We see towards the middle of the movie at the beginning and then it jumps backwards. And so we see Kermit and he is all types of, I guess, feeling useful and sad. And he actually yells at the Muppets. I, this is like the first time I've seen him like frustratingly like yell at his friends. He's, like, yelled before, but I can't remember a time where he, like, got pissed off, yelled at, like, like Miss Piggy. Usually, when Miss Piggy, he just, like, just stays quiet with her, but she was, like, trying to, like, get his attention for something. He, like, yelled at her, and everybody's, like, oh, and everybody got quiet. <laughs> and Kermit, he heads outside, and he's sitting in the snow, and he feels super-duper useless because they're going to lose, like always, they're going to lose their fucking studio, because it's just a running thing because i I assume just like with the muppet movies now and the show it's hot for a while but then people are like okay it's that you know same little show review that they do those muppets they're cool i guess but eh." and they run low on funds and they're still trying but then they crack another one out after a couple of months they're like oh yeah the muppets we went to that show like six months ago let's go again I feel that's how their life goes for a long time, and they live there i I don't know how this world works it seems like people are cool with Muppets, but they can't really get a job anywhere else. I mean Kermit had that with that job with the other frogs in the suits in the first movie, oh or no, Muppet takes Manhattan. he was doing like commercials
0: I don't remember making up
2: ideas yeah he had he was with some frogs, so there are jobs you can get
0: whatever gets him to not be part of
2: well the frog legs.
0: Pizza frog legs
2: (laughs) (laughs) he for real is trying to get murdered so we see that he's being watched by an angel named Daniel, David Arquette and he actually brings up with his boss God is Whoopi Goldberg and Katie was like man God better be Whoopi Goldberg
0: (laughs) when I saw the cast list at the beginning and then they were like just in heaven I was like if Whoopi Goldberg isn't God in this movie
2: (laughs) (laughs) so Daniel tells God or boss that Kermit actually needs help, and God's like, why? Kermit's like one of the best people ever. Like Kermit I'm not,
0: always fixes his shit himself. Yeah, I
2: never have to worry about him. It's like, no, it's it's going bad. Like, you really need to check this out. And they actually go back and check out why Kermit is fucked up. So Kermit before they're preparing a Christmas show with his fellow Muppets. And I, I just love when they're all together and it's just like the splash page of just everything in the background. And we see that the theater, the Muppet Theater is i guess owned or the real she's the banker for it
0: it has taken over the bank that owns the mortgage
2: yes rachel bitterman so just like was it tex richmond in the muppets yeah yeah uh, very evil sounding name so joan cusack she's saying that she's going to foreclose on the theater if kermit doesn't pay the the back owed like rent because her husband passed away and he. It sounds like he was cool with the Muppets. So he's like, hey, y'all owe some money, but y'all are cool, I guess, you know? But second he passed away, she's like, no, pay this money or get the fuck out of here because I'm going to tear this place down and make a club. And so Pepe the Prawn, it's really weird. He just, like, leaves the Muppet group because he falls in love with Joan Cusack's character. And he's like, I'm going to work for you. And while working for he, like, lets it slip that uh, he has the only copy of the uh what what like the deed or the contract that they have
0: yeah that- cuz he was getting all the permits and stuff
2: yes so the contract says they have until midnight so if they do this show and they fill the place up they can make enough money to pay the rent and so miss bitterman she changes it which is very not legal i would say but she changes it to 6 p.m. so they have to work super hard and super fast but that's a crazy show to have i guess it started at like four o'clock i guess it was weird it's a weird situation so while this is happening kermit he's got to find a celebrity to participate in his play but all his friends he goes through his rolodex of famous people and we see uh, a couple of famous folks or voices and then we see triumph the insult comic dog and (laughs) you know he says for me to poop on and kermit's like oh yeah yeah, you say that about everybody (laughs) so he can't find anybody and Pepe, he actually heads back to the theater because he overhears that Bitterman, she's changed the, the deadline to 6 p.m. So Pepe's finally gets a face turn, a quick one. And he goes to tell the Muppets they have till six o'clock to get the money in. And they actually fill up the theater. And it's actually awesome. And they do a version of Moulin Rouge, right? hmm <laughs> And I haven't seen Moulin Rouge in forever, but then Katie was sitting there. She's like, is this? is this moulin rouge (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's actually pretty dang cool and it seems to go pretty good pepe the whole time is trying to get kermit's attention but instead of saying like hey greg we got till six o'clock we got to get out of here and get the money there he like breathes and says other words first and then he gets distracted by things or yanked away you know comic stuff this is funny stuff you know so he gets scooped away finally kermit learns from pepe that they have to deliver the money to Bitterman and they only have a few minutes. Fozzie grabs the money because he feels like he he needs to he, want the help, I
0: guess. Well, he feels like he owes Kermit because Kermit always does so much for the rest of the Muppets and he wants Kermit to be able to relax and he's going to take care of it. He'll be the responsible one this time.
2: Yeah, and I, when I heard that, I was like, oh no.
0: Yeah, immediately <laughs> I was like, this is
2: fucked up. No, that's not good at all. But he actually seems to be on a pretty good path. And then he meets up with some nature show host, spoofing Steve Irwin. And
0: horribly, might I add. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And they like try to like catch him and trank him. And so he starts running away and he bumps into what a Santa Claus?
0: Yeah, like a Salvation Army Santa.
2: And their bags get switched. Oh, they match. Yep. And then he gets like. Dyed green at a tree lot, and so he looks like a Grinch. And then some people that look like the Who's pop up. What the fuck is that? And so Fozzie is just running and he gets cleaned off and he makes it to Bitterman's office. And he goes through all these like lasers to get to her office. I don't know why the lasers like burn you, but he makes it to the office and he discovers that his bag just is full of clothes for the salvation army and Bitterman's like, ha, (laughs) you lose, six o'clock, I win, (laughs) and so we start catching back up to where the movie started, and so we see Kermit, he realizes that they lost, they lost the money, and they can't, they can't win, you know, so God tells Daniel that he needs to help Kermit out, because this is bad, Kermit is actually giving up, and he's sitting in the snow, and Frog's like, they like, freeze up in the snow so he's actually like i don't think he's dying but he's like solid (laughs) so daniel comes down and he's talking to kermit and kermit says the words which every other version of it's a wonderful life happens at i don't know 15 minutes in this time it happens an hour in he's like i wish i was never born and daniel shows him the existence where he wasn't born and in the world without kermit the frog man it's like wild I don't want to live in that world. Yeah, it's a bad world. Uh, So Bitterman, she turned the park near the theater into a shopping mall. So it's Bitterman Plaza. And the theater has turned into a nightclub called Club Dot. And all his Muppet friends are on the inside working. His nephew, uh, Robin, is that the little frog's name? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Nephew's a busboy. Sam the Eagle is raving with glow sticks and a binky in his mouth. Uh let's see. Uh Scooter is cage dancing in some tight shorts and he he is grinding. Um
0: Scooter was the moment where I was like, "Dear god. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are we watching?"
1: He was literally Muppet grinding in that cage. Oh man. Oh man. Beaker was a swole bouncer.
0: He was insane, and Honeydew was like the doorman.
1: Oh yeah. What's what's our old duo? Oh, Statler and Waldorf. They were kicked out for failing to continuously buy drinks
2: for the women. Yeah, they ran out of money, so they were not useful anymore,
1: (laughs) and did not get to crack a joke on anybody. That has to be the first time they've ever
2: not being able to do that in a Muppet film. Yeah, I guess they didn't have anybody to make fun of. <laughs> what a sad world. They can't crack jokes at people. Yeah. They're getting fleeced by sexy women. <laughs> so we see that uh, Doc Hopper's French fried frog legs from the Muppet movie back in the day. It's a famous fast food restaurant. And all of Kermit's friends are either at the club or not river dancing, but they work at, oh, they were working at Doc Hopper's, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the the Electric Mayhem, they're all like dancers skipping around and stuff, playing music. I don't know that pig's name, like the dance coordinator, like the the Chunky Pig Muppet.
0: Oh, yeah. I can't remember his
2: name to save my life.
0: I don't know, but it was weird because uh, if you've seen the movie Sing, the like cartoon animal show thing, there is a pig exactly like him, like yeah. exact characteristics, like he is a dancer or a choreographer, and he does all the things. It was weird. Like, okay, saying I see you stealing an exact <laughs> idea from the Muppets.
2: <laughs> so after meeting fucking Fozzie and ro- gets robbed by Fozzie, even though he doesn't have pockets, but gets his wallet stolen, and meets up with a homeless Gonzo, and they sing a really nice song. It seems like a another version of like Rainbow Connection kind of it was a pretty sweet song Kermit realizes that he wants to go back to his world and Daniel's like "Uh, I don't know how dude this is my first time being like a helpful angel so I don't really know uh, how and Kermit's like for real super sad he's like on the verge of crying I'm like man this Kermit goes through so many emotions in this movie and then God calls him on a little toy phone and tells him like oh yeah you know how to do it and Daniel but takes his hat off and just spits on Kermit (laughs) And that's enough to send Kermit back to his reality. And like I said, Kermit goes through so many emotions in this movie so fast. So Kermit, I've never seen Kermit this happy before. And his laugh was really weird. And he's like screaming, like kicking snow everywhere, running down the street. And he meets back up with all his friends, and he like hugs everybody, and he gives Piggy the biggest kiss ever, and catches her off guard because usually she's like, "Hey, give me a kiss," and he's like, "Oh, I got stuff to do." so Miss Piggy's like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> so she's caught off guard and confused. But Mrs. Bitterman or Miss Bitterman, because her husband's dead, comes and she's like, oh, I'm shutting this place down. Like y'all y'all didn't get the money. I don't give a fuck what's happening here. Y'all got to leave. And gets in a fight with Miss Piggy. Miss Piggy headbutts her. <laughs> and then like Joan Cusack like touches Miss Piggy. She's like, I know you didn't just do that. And they start going for it. And I was telling Katie, there's a line of movies in a row where Miss Piggy is usually fighting the final boss, or just in some fight in the last like twenty minutes. Because in Muppets from Space, she's fighting Rayliota, the security guard, just out in the front, and they're just swinging on each other as everybody's inside trying to find like I don't know the aliens. So it's it's always funny to see Miss Piggy. She apparently she's the only one that can fight in the in the group. So it's always funny to see her swinging on people. It's absolutely hilarious. So. As they are fighting, Pepe pops up and announces he actually filed the right paperwork this time and made Muppet Theater into a historical landmark. Historical landmarks can't be, I guess, torn down or they get help financially. So hooray. And Miss Bitterman, she storms off sad. Eh. And then as I was sitting here thinking about it, I was like, oh, it's a historical landmark so they can never tear it down. Oh, shit. That's why it's so busted up in the Muppets, because they got to a point where they were all just older and they didn't want to perform anymore. So they just left and then they started doing tours in that spot. Oh, shit. So this movie legit connects to the Muppets and whoever worked on the continuity of all of this is a fucking star. Uh, It's really cool because usually the Muppet movies don't fully connect. So I guess the Muppet movie happened and then Muppet Takes Manhattan happened all in the same world, even though it's weird because in Muppet Take Manhattan, they're in college doing college shows and someone's like, you guys should go to like New York and do your shows. They're like, you're right, we will and they run off. Mm -hmm. But in a Muppet movie, they weren't in college, so I don't understand the continuity of these. Maybe it was a prequel. Hell, I don't know.
0: (laughs) Seems like it.
2: But the Muppet movie kermit meets piggy in that one like i said i know they're all confused there was no
0: continuity in the beginning days but there's continuity now
2: yeah and so it makes sense why the muppets theater is all busted up in the newer movie it's like oh okay cool so that's the very merry muppet movie so katie who was your favorite character in a very merry muppet christmas
0: uh whoopi goldberg as the boss (laughs) aka god Um, I think she was fantastic in this spot and I really liked seeing her mentor David Arquette's character without really mentoring, you know, kind of that half-assed mentoring.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) That was silly. There was like a prehistoric butterfly that was like fucking huge that they like made a joke of. It was horrible CGI, but it was (laughs) funny. And just her overall care for... Kermit and the Muppets, and just the things that have gone on over the years with them was sweet, and I really like really liked her character, Greg,
1: so I don't know if the these two characters were in a film that I had not seen before, have not seen yet, but there was a monkey, yeah, it was in Muppet form, but it they made it to look like a legit real monkey, and the guy who was basically. A green Muppet, Frank Sinatra.
2: Katie was talking about that one. I can't remember that guy's name Save my life.
0: Oh, I looked him up while we were watching the movie. His name is Johnny Fiamma.
2: Oh, my
1: gosh. <laughs> How appropriate. <laughs> Let's just slap together some syllables to make it sound Italian-sounding, kind of. <laughs>
0: yeah, so Johnny Fiamma is a green male humanoid whatnot. With gray hair, who appears on Muppets Tonight? Oh, yeah, he was on that show. Yeah, that I Miss Piggy it. show. Yeah. That was fucking funny. He sings in the style of Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, and Tony Bennett, and they duetted together in an episode of Muppets Tonight. Ooh. His bodyguard is Sal Manella, a hot tempered monkey who <clears throat> often attacks whoever he thinks is in the way of Johnny Fiamma. <laughs> Sal
1: Manella. <laughs> Their reactions with their their interactions with one another kind of reminded me of like that trademark Muppet humor that I was referring to that I felt like was missing at some points.
2: Yeah, (laughs) Uh,
1: Sal was very miffed when his his golden record player gift was just completely disregarded. (laughs) and they also had a couple of moments or one or two where they're kind of just in the background observing what's going on and they're not really the center of everything but they're making little comments on the side as they observe i just wish i could have had more time with those two particular characters yeah honorable mention to swole beaker (laughs) and um future stripper scooter
0: (laughs) swole beaker and stripper scooter were kind of fire i'm not gonna lie
1: yeah, like, as much as I was not crazy about the, this plot being immersed in this particular time period, that that tickles me so. It disturbs me and tickles me at the same time. Yeah. Like, pretty sure if that scooter still exists at this time. That scooter has an OnlyFans.
2: So it's tough because usually with Muppet movies, like Greg said, you get a duo doing something together. And usually that's Rizzo and Pepe. But Pepe was weird, and I'll talk about Pepe in a little bit.
0: It was usually Rizzo and Gonzo,
2: it's yeah, the, the duo. And then Pepe kind of pops up too. They, yeah. they somebody likes Pepe a lot back in the I background. like Pepe a lot. Yeah, so he pops up a lot now. But my favorite character, like the he says, okay, hawk, hawk. Okay. <laughs> but I'm gonna go with, with Miss Piggy. I, I always enjoy her character, and usually in newer stuff, she's very much, I'm here for five minutes, I'm out and then she pops up later just like in the Muppets movie where she comes in and starts swinging on the Muppets because they're around Miss Poogie Uh,
0: yeah (laughs) you gotta whoop Miss Poogie's ass
2: (laughs) but uh no she was fun in here and we got to see another version of her where she was a cat lady and I Katie was scared that when she picked up the phone it was gonna be phone sex and
0: I yeah
2: yeah, but she was like Miss Cleo. <laughs> she put like a Rasta like like dreadlock hat on.
0: That was wild.
2: Yeah. But no, Miss Piggy in this was really cool. So we got to see a lot of different levels of her, which was pretty sweet. Cause like I said, usually she dips she dips out and comes back at the end and fights somebody. It's usually what Miss Piggy does in these movies. So
1: speaking of which, before we just before we got on together, I checked out that uh that Miss Cleo doc actually. Ah, we need to watch that. Interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. She made so much fucking money, man. No, she did not. Oh, she did. She no. did not. Somebody
0: oh. made money. She. It was not her.
1: It's an interesting how like there are parts of her as a personality and as a person that she presented herself that you're like, okay, that's fake. But at the same time, she was in a sense also a victim of yeah companies' exploitation of her. Oh, it that sucks. It's convoluted. It's so convoluted. yeah. It's not as straightforward as you think. <laughs>
2: Yeah, no, I'm going to check that out. Shit, that might be a season we do here or a month, just documentaries. But. So, Katie, who was your least favorite character?
0: Okay, I'm probably going to make you mad, and I'm sorry. If you I... say
2: Sweetums, I'm going to be pissed.
0: Why would I say Sweetums? <laughs> I love Sweetums. He was barely in this. He's no, in my least favorite character in this was Luc de Fromage, played by uh, oh, Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard. <laughs> He was the designer of the the original show that they were gonna put on before they decided to do Moulin Rouge. Yes,
2: yeah, Cirque de Soleil. Yes. Yeah, yeah,
0: Cirque de Soleil Muppets, and it was just fucking obnoxious. His character was so stereotypically French, it like a hurt my heart. <laughs> I was like, no, Matthew Lillard, you've gone too far. (laughs) It's so cringy. Please stop. Yeah, I just, I couldn't. It was a lot.
1: Greg. Joan Cusack is Rachel Bitterman. I didn't really think it was that great of a performance, really. I don't even know really if that's the character or the writing or herself, but.
0: Probably the writing. I feel like she came in and won and done it. Won and done it.
2: Yeah. uh, Because usually the villains in these movies, they ham up really good, like f- fucking. Uh, they didn't give
0: her a song. She needed a song. Yeah,
2: Tim Curry, he's like the the villain in what the Muppets movie? Muppet Treasure Island.
0: Muppet Treasure Island.
2: He was in another one. He was like, no, no, it was Charles Grodin, the dad from Beethoven. He was the yeah, bad guy in the in one the
0: Great Muppet Caper. Yeah. So it's like they, they get they these have people, to have a song. Yeah, because Tex Richmond has a rap and <laughs> it is fire. <laughs> And Constantine yeah. has a song, and it is fire. <laughs> but Joan Cusack didn't get a song.
2: That's
1: a shame.
0: That's that's the mistake.
1: I just didn't find her funny at all. Her mannerisms throughout, yeah. Her, I'm an evil character. Mannerisms just raw putting. and I just it, it, it all felt flat for
2: me. Uh, qu- quick aside in in Muppets Most Wanted, when Constantine went on stage to do the intro, and he like froze up, <laughs> he like blacked out, and they just like dragged the. Think about that a lot. <laughs> Cause the teachers blacked out. They're like, "What the fuck's wrong with Kermit?"
1: I think about uh, him. I think about him wa- watching, st- studying the film of Kermit and trying to.
2: <laughs> I am Kermit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember how he screams the yay. It's so bad.
2: <laughs> oh damn it! Uh, I I gotta watch that again. That movie's so good.
0: That movie's fucking funny.
1: Oh,
2: Leader bro. of the Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> I see he's probably one of the best villains, man. he was good.
0: Oh my gosh. Uh,
2: that movie's great. How is he so good at Constantine, but so bad at Kermit? Cause he, he, because he's, cause he's making fun of Kermit's voice kind of when he does it. That's why it's it works. But as a Kermit, I, yeah, I don't really like new Kermit's voice. It's not. He, it was not a good Kermit in that Halloween one. Like we had a good Kermit for like, I don't know, 20 years. <laughs> so we're spoiled. And then the new one, it, it happens all the time. If he ever leaves, we'll be like, Eh, Kermit's weird again so I am going with and I feel weird saying it but Pepe he wasn't funny and his weird like heel turn was odd and then he he was like a dummy and he's like yeah here's the paper that place I live at with all my like family and then he finally gets to you know gets to his senses when Joan Cusack's not gonna bang him I guess it just it was really weird like he's usually home run like Pepe and Rizzo, that's the fucking my least favorite character. No Rizzo in this movie. That's a real villain of it. He was there. But not enough for me, man. I love yeah, Rizzo and them. They're great. but None of my favorite side characters were, were in there enough. I, I always need more Bobo the Bear. I have to have to. Oh, hell yeah. Honestly, Bobo should have been working for Bitterman.
0: It was interesting that Bobo was a normal good Muppet in this. And then in the next movie, he's working for the bad guy. Like, Bobo becomes a bad guy.
2: He was fucking great, too.
0: Oh, he's so good. <laughs> Him and uh, Uncle Deadly.
2: Yeah. God, I love Bobo so much. Yeah, Bubbo just stands there and watch it go down. He's like, oh, oh, we're doing that? Okay. Bobo's <laughs> the fucking best. Okay. So let's do seven word synopsis. I only have one and it's this seven words work for just about every movie in the series of Muppets. Poor Muppets slow down their poor lives. Every movie is just them. Hey, we made enough money to make rent for this next month. Let's, let's go 10 years in the future and see what happened. Oh, it all fell apart again. The Uh,
0: plight of adulthood.
2: Yeah. You're right about that. So, you know, I'm glad they haven't gone back poor again in this newer continuity. After Muppets most wanted, they I don't know they well Kermit went to the gulag for a while, but they seem to be good financially. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy. that I haven't done a. Oh, we're poor again. Has
0: a Miss Piggy rich. So yeah.
2: Well, Gonzo he was rich too. He blew up everything. He blew go up. Back with him. He
0: blew up. Every, he's not rich anymore. Yeah.
2: <laughs> he made a, he had a lot of money, but
0: but Miss Piggy has tons of money. She's the editor of a fashion magazine. Yeah,
2: and if you watch the show, well, no, they're all writers on the show.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So they the got jobs. Now. Yeah. yeah, they got jobs. That's right.
2: Katie.
0: Weirdly similar story. That's also the prequel. <laughs> uh, like I said, this story is very similar to the 2011 Muppets movie, which it is also a prequel to. So they just like rehash this story twice. This time they need to save the theater because. They need a place to live next time they need to save the theater because they haven't had a place to live and they need to come back and do a show in it again and they need to stop it from being destroyed. So wild. And then my second one, so many throwbacks and tie-ins to predecessors. In this movie, there is like a little kind of montage almost after Kermit wishes that he had never been born where we see all of these throwbacks to all the different things that have happened in the previous movies. Like they throw in the, uh, what a Doc's frog legs and like all these different small things from like Muppets take Manhattan and the original Muppet movie and the great Muppet caper, just little tiny things that you like, if you hadn't seen any of those movies, you would just think, okay, it was, this is just like some random shit. Like they couldn't put in real businesses so they put this stuff in but if you have watched all these other muppet movies you're like oh shit that's that thing and that's that thing and that's that thing and that was otis and i on the couch because we watch a lot of muppet movies so yeah (laughs) that was pretty great greg
1: okay crestfallen kermit rediscovers true meaning of christmas yeah
0: Mm -hmm.
1: crestfallen kermit conveniently forgets muppet christmas carol (laughs) in that same vein
0: (laughs) well i mean he wasn't kermit in muppet christmas carol oh they he, break he the third wall. bob cratchit
1: wall. He, he, they break the third wall all the time whatever it counts yeah, right <laughs> <laughs> and uh new year's party at the muppet club at the muppet club
0: yeah that <laughs> god hot uh, the image of scooter landing like, just hopping it in booty shorts
1: oh. will <laughs> never
0: leave my brain <laughs> like it's forever. It's it's just
1: scooter was it's going.
2: It's tattooed
0: for it. there. Scooter was going for it.
2: Wow, <laughs> what a dark.
0: <laughs> killed him.
2: What a dark world when Kermit wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> I like that Beaker got buff. He was...
0: Beaker got fucking jacked.
2: His traps, man. So like Kermit like held him back from working out. I guess. <laughs> I was he wearing wear like a skin-tight black tee? Yeah. Oh my gosh. All he needed was a chain. Yeah, some of their downfalls were weird or gains. Actually, Beaker Dick was better.
0: That was straight gains. Literal
2: gains. <laughs> okay, so this film originally premiered on NBC November 29th, 2002. Sweet Jesus. It's old.
0: 20 years old.
2: Gee. So, obviously, it's a...
0: Made t- for TV film. So
2: there's no monies.
0: Nobody tells us shit.
2: I'm curious how many people watched.
0: Oh, probably a lot. Yeah. A lot, a Since lot.
2: 2002, this is prime spot for, for Muppets. I need to yeah. see the timeline, but is it a few years later, they did Muppet movie, so.
0: Deleted scene.
2: Yes. So thank you for bringing that up. Snoop Dogg, he had a deleted scene. He was going to be in this movie, but then he actually did a movie recently, and it was like a rated R crazy ass movie. And so NBC was like, we don't want people remembering that Snoop Dogg was in this crazy movie. What movie? I can't remember the name of it. Let me look it up real quick.
0: That's trash because Triumph the Insult Comet Dog was in this movie. And David
2: Arquette's in it. He's been in some. Stuff. And David
0: Arquette, yeah. Uh,
2: something called Doggy Style. That might be a show. Oh. Ho, ho, ho. Woo. 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 <laughs> so something in two thousand and one kind of barred them from like we might not do this. So
0: yeah, I guess it had Joe Rogan in it. So
2: Rogan. That was actually a pretty funny Seeing Rizzo. a Joe Rogan, uh of Fear Factor, Joe Rogan, he had hair. He's telling his chick to eat the rat in this cage and like, like Rizzo freaking out because he doesn't want to get eaten. That was actually pretty fucking funny.
0: And scary and sad. Yeah, that was a
2: big rat. Rizzo's a gigantic rat. <laughs> He's not even like the buff one that always pops up in movies. He's just like a big fucking rat. So, does anybody have anything else to say about a very merry Muppet Christmas movie?
0: This movie is wild. It is worth a watch. Just for the wild, like, club scene. Just to see Scooter and Booty Shorts, because if it has to be seared into my brain, it should also be seared into yours.
1: You could also just YouTube specifically that scene and save yourself. Some time.
0: That's fair, I guess. But, like, I watched it, so you should watch it, too. <laughs> <Right>. I <laughs> suffer. You should
2: <laughs> suffer. Oh, man. So, In some production notes that I saw with this movie. This movie was filmed prior to the September 11 attacks. So there's one scene in the dark version where Kermit was not born. The Twin Towers are visible in the background. So I saw this viral little meme saying that Kermit was responsible for 9-11 because (laughs) if he's born, it happens. And if he's not, then it doesn't happen. So, you know, people are like, Someone's sitting on a couch like, hey, shit, the tower's right there. Oh, <gasps> Kermit did it. So, you know.
0: Oh, my God. That's a conspiracy theory. Yeah. <laughs> it's Jesus.
2: Yeah. It, it's an absolute mess.
0: Oh, my God. That is.
2: So, yes, uh, yes. Brian Hinson, he performed Scooter's voice, which I did not like. It was weird.
0: Yeah, it was weird.
2: It was weird. I didn't like it. And he did Janice's voice. So, yes. I, I like Janice. It was fine.
0: I didn't like Janice's voice really in this.
2: That's better than a Scooter.
0: <laughs> I think they were both weird. I think Brian Henson is better as a like, head of the company.
2: Yeah. And making dirty rated R Muppet movies.
0: Oh my God. That movie was great.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's some good ass movies out there. So, with that, that is the end of this episode.
0: So, if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions on what we should watch next, you can hit us up on Twitter at Allentown Pod, on Facebook at Allentown Presents, or send us an email at Allentown Presents at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening to episode 18 of our annual Christmas movie countdown. We'll be back again tomorrow with another Christmas movie. Bye.
2: See you guys. Is Scooter's
1: drug of choice ecstasy or cocaine? Ooh, I think he—it's a cocktail. It's a cocktail. cocktail.
0: (laughs) I think it's ecstasy.
1: I mean, that would make more sense for the for the scene he was in, but it could also be coke. Oh, somebody got Scooter on that stuff. You know what, the way he was grinding, it's ecstasy.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Where was Skeeter? Where's
1: his sister? Skeeter has had enough of his ways and she is.
2: She do not answer his phone calls anymore. She does not endorse (laughs) lifestyle. (laughs) They did an intervention that Scooter just left.
0: Oh my God. Scooter's going
2: to get an intervention the next morning, hungover. (laughs) Still in the shorts, just mad that he's there. I need I need Dark Muppet World. I need a movie. I need a movie based on that club. Oh man, Club Dot, the movie.
1: Like the blue iguana, but for the Muppet.
2: <laughs> I'd watch the fuck
1: out of that. Yikes. Oh God.